Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today's guest is one of the best online transformation coaches in the world, a big inspiration for many people, a professional bodybuilder, and he is a mentor and a friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast, Mike, Mike O'Sullivan. Hi Dave, how are you my friend? Very good. So Mike, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? What you do, where you're Long from. story short, um, I was morbidly obese once upon a time. I was a college school dropout, sorry, school dropout, dropped out of school at the age of 15. I sat my junior cert, didn't go back. I went out into the working world, uh, realized it wasn't for me. Still quite fat and chubby at this time. Um, used to abuse recreational drugs, drugs, go out, get pissed every weekend. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the age of 19 or 20, I woke up because I think now if I've left school at 15, I've had four or five solid years of partying. I realized I'm a complete waster. I'm going nowhere in life. What am I doing with myself? I need to get my act together. And the first thing I knew I had to do this was have more confidence in myself. So I had to do my own weight loss transformation. Well, it just so happened the weight loss transformation I'd done ended up getting picked up by local radio stations, uh, TV stations, and newspapers all across the world. I even made the front page news in South America in papers. Um, all about my transformation, about a guy who was morbidly obese, ended up becoming an international model. Because after that story went um, viral, um, Lad Bible picked up on it, my Instagram following went up by 11,000 in one night. And then um, I had a bit of a, a kind, of, kind of my foot, I had a bit of a wedge in the door, basically. I had a bit of a head start on everyone, because I'd never be uh, an advocate for saying to kids, I'll drop out of school, get into fitness, you're gonna make it big time whatsoever, that's all BS. So during that time, I picked up a modeling contract. I've been to LA, Amsterdam, Miami, just doing photo shoots. It was all paid for. You got paid a crazy amount of money. But then I soon realized uh, they're like one every six, seven months. So that only went to free modeling shoots. So I'm not going to say I was a top international model, but it was cool to be flown to America twice, do a modeling shoot. And as I said, one was in LA in Hollywood, one was in Miami, Florida, and one was just in Amsterdam in Holland. So during that time um, of building up uh, a portfolio base of clients and clientele transformations, I kept growing in the industry, kept prepping more clients. And you're only as good as your name, basically. You're only as good as your results. If you want to keep getting clients, you've got to produce the results. It's a results-driven business. And one night I was lying in bed um, and I got this idea. idea sprung into my head about bringing these cardboard cutouts to the forefront where instead of just showing them before and after photo, I would go to my client's photo shoot have, the car, have their day one cardboard cutout of a cardboard cutout and get them to knock it down and then they come out from behind it and you see their finishing, um, you see their finishing goal, their finishing physique. And it got a lot of attention um, because no one ever in the industry had ever done this. No one never brought this to the table. It was just an idea that came to me. I got numerous congratulations from it from people saying, Mike, you beat Instagram because Instagram have this, um, I don't know, kind of fixed law that you can't put before and after photos of people nude. You can't pay a shared ad. They're not nude. They're wearing underwear, obviously, but you can't actually do that. It's against Instagram laws or whatever the rights they do. But by me producing a video, and it wasn't two people standing next to each other, I had bypassed that law. So I could pay for an advertised ad, then obviously that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, um, generated more leads, kind of. Generated more leads, more attention. Long story short, during that time, I was competing in New York, um, and the algorithm when I was in New York fed it to a very successful businessman named Anthony Lolly. Now, he is one of the wealthiest real estate moguls in New York, 
And when I'd done that, he said to me, Mike, come and live with me. I want you to get me in shape. That was back in 2018. Long story short, it's 2020 now. Um, since then, I've come up, ended up being a business partner, with, business partner with him. And we've now launched a $100 million business. And the ads for that just went live last night. It's a TV show we've bought the rights to. Um, so we've got our own TV show, which is going to be end, aired on Amazon Prime and Netflix. So now, not only am I an online coach, I've now got a percentage in a $100 million business. Um, and I've got four coaches currently working for me and basically it's just one thing after another it just grew to an extent where i can live a happy life um financially well off set up for the future and i've got bigger projects in the mix coming and that's how i got introduced to dave dave is going to be a massive integral part of my business um of the next coming years and he's eager he's willing to learn and obviously he's learning from the best and ideally when i was his age he's going to be leaps and bounds ahead of me because I had no one to teach me. So the logic behind this is that if it took me eight years to get to this level, um, Dave's going to do it in a quarter of that time because what I've learned in life, which I was very stubborn, one of my biggest mistakes is that all the most successful people in the world, what do they do? They take mentorship. They learn from the best and then they add their own little twist to it and they progress even more. You will never become anything in life without a mentor right? Or otherwise it takes as long as, you know, as long, as long as it took me to get to the top, just by learning all the mistakes I've made myself. I only read the last day that the best gift in life can be if we could learn from other people's mistakes without making them ourselves. So truly that just proves that if you have a mentor and somebody tells you right from wrong, you're never going to make their mistakes. And at the end of the day, time is money. Money is time. You don't want to be making mistakes in life. As long as, if, you're, if you're not making mistakes, you're going to keep progressing. So ideally, that's what the plan of attack is now for Dave and myself. And that is why he is going to be a big part of my business in the future. Um, I want to make him very financially wealthy and well off in life. And he can get out of PT and move fully to online coaching. That was an amazing story, Mike. Thanks very much for that as well. The, the, the nice words. Thanks, Dave. Um, See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I wanted to double back on as well as you talked a little bit about how you got lucky and I definitely wouldn't put it that way because that story sounds very successful and all but I guarantee there was a lot of failures along the way especially because that was spread over an eight-year period yeah. um, and I'm a, I'm a big believer that luck is just when preparation meets opportunity and it's not really that you just got lucky like you spent a lot of time training yourself up learning the learning the stuff putting a lot of um trial and error into it to get you to where you were and then you might have missed 10 opportunities to train someone who was a millionaire along the way but then this one you happened to catch catch their eye because you had learned enough by then correct that is the god's honest truth and dave is right about that um ideally if i could have my time over what 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 would i have done differently um that peak because right now the industry is gone it's big into youtube uh, youtubers make more money in terms of commission uh, because i'm a sponsored athlete by my protein now basically since 2017 i haven't had a contract signed with my protein because i was making 60 grand a year in sales so i was getting 10 percent commission off that and what happened in the year the end the end of the year 2017 i said to them i said look, I want a pay rise, I want a better contract, and truthfully being blunt, and they said, no, you're not getting one. And I knew what my other teammates were getting, but at this time they had over a quarter of a million, 500K subs on YouTube. 
the whole world of advertising has moved towards YouTube, so product placement. And I missed the boat on that one in terms of really pushing my YouTube content. I kept thinking, I don't need it. Do you know what? I don't need to do this. Do you know, I'm all right. It's going to keep growing. And what I learned from a very young age when I was hot, you're only as, you're only as good as yesterday. I was only like the topic um, in terms of all newspapers, everything. I was only on the tips of everyone's tongue for two weeks. So basically, as Dave said, you like actions speak louder than words. If I had my time over, I would have really pushed my YouTube content, YouTube channel, during them two weeks. I didn't have a YouTube channel then. And I should have started long ago because it's like anything in life. If you never start, you're never going to make it. And you're going to miss every shot you don't take. So that was the biggest failure of my life to this date. Uh, because don't get me wrong, I'm very successful. But what me and Dave have learned is that being rich is one thing. But being wealthy is a completely different story. Being wealthy means that you've got the time and money to do whatever you want. Generally, as Dave knows, and he's associated with me um, when we've done weekends away, just coaching and going to seminars, that I don't have time. I'm constantly on the grind um, to put myself in this position. And ideally, it's great. I love what I do. I'm not complaining, but I see other people in the industry who kind of veer away from online coaching and just produce content. And they make probably as much money as me um, just by flogging ebooks. Now, I won't get you started on what I think of ebooks. Ebooks are great, but it's just a numbers game. If you've got 500K following and you can sell to 10% of them, which is what? What's 10% of 500K? 50,000? Uh, 50, 50,000 people, if you can get them to buy um, a, two, a two euro ebook or a two pound ebook at 50,000, you do the maths. That's, that's, that's 100 grand, just yeah. like that. Just like that, that's 100 grand. So like, even if you brought down that percentage range to something smaller, it's just about sales and conversion rate. And they don't actually deal with them people one-to-one. They just sell them a one-off ebook. So at the end of the day, you've got to look at the law of average. And more people are going to take a chance on spending two euro or three euro or maybe even five euro on an ebook or a one-off plan than spending coaching fees for me anywhere between 500 low ticket up to two and a half grand for high ticket. So... Yeah, I see what they're doing. Their job is basically just producing content, a YouTube video, and trying to convert that into sales. Whereas I have more of an impact on all my clients' life because they get soul, uh, one-to-one soul interaction just with me only. So I can get a lot more across. I can teach a lot more people. And I'm at a point now in life where I don't advertise. I don't really need clients whatsoever. I'm at full capacity. And um, again, there's no shortcut to that. It's just about working endlessly. Um, year in year out and Dave knows that himself what I've told him is that obviously there was many mistakes like I look back at now and the information and um, knowledge I had from my first year of coaching compared to now I'd be embarrassed to say I actually coach them people because now I'm miles ahead of the game I'm leading the game currently in terms of online transformations but it's crazy how much you grow as a person and people always I get this question Mike where did you learn from? How did you get so good? What did you study? What do you recommend? And the God's honest truth, all I can say is that it's like anything. The more time you put into it, the better you get at it. It's just like a professional football player. Just because he's got a skill, it doesn't mean he's going to be the best in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? You've got to keep putting the hours in. So the best thing that grew me as a coach and got me to the level I'm at is just interacting with more and more clients and just seeing like the biggest thing you want to take away as an online coach. Nothing you read in a book is set in stone. Everybody is different. Everybody is different in terms of nutrition, training, the way their body responds. Nothing is set in stone. You might have the people with the same body weight, the same lean muscle mass. They might have all the same statistics. And what works for him won't work for the other person. So what I want to teach anyone is that 
right, to get to my level, I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say go away and get a book and read it and you're going to be the best coach in the world. It's just more practice. Practice makes perfect. And that is what got me to the level I'm at in terms of producing WWBFF pros um, year in, year out. Um, obviously, all UK pros, um, Irish pros. But as I said, to get to that level, it was just the more practice I had with different clients, the better I got. So that is why you can, I can charge such a high value for coaching right now because my proof is in the pudding. Um, basically, I guarantee results. I can tell now from all these years coaching, which like even people, my friends and family find astonishing, straight away I can look at a, a client and I can call out straight away if they've cheated on their diet, if they've messed about with their sodium, if they've not got all their water intake on point, if they've skipped their cardio. I can do that by looking at a check-in and looking at someone's photo and looking where their weight is at. And I can say to them point blank, cut the shit. Don't waste my fucking time. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear, but that's how blunt I am my clients now because, look, at the end of the day, I've said this before, time is money. They're paying for a service, but I expect that level of commitment because I don't like people wasting my time. I'm here to do one job, and that is to get you results. So if you start taking the half-assed approach, or I call them the 50 percenters, that they're in one week, they're out the next, they're in one week, I'm like, goodbye, you're wasting my time. But as I put a big emphasis on this, other coaches come to me and say, Mike, I'd love to be as blunt as that, but I'm afraid the client's going to leave me and I need, to, I need that money to pay my bills. And I'm like, you're 100% correct. The first two, three years of my coaching, I was licking clients' asses. I was like, oh, please stick to the plan. Try it. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm here for you if you need me. Because at the end of the day, to be a successful online coach, you need a portfolio of transformations. That is the golden nugget, right? Now, to get them transformations, obviously, you need clients to stick to it. And 90% of the time, it isn't that you're a bad coach or coaches think, oh, Mike, I can't, people, I can't get people to the level of you, um, of your clients, of how good they look, how ripped they look. I'm like, it's not you. Stop blaming yourself. It's them not sticking to the plan. You can't make someone stick to a plan. You're only the person, you know, who gives the fuel for the ship. They're the ones steering it. So, like, at the end of the day, never beat yourself up too much. But ideally, you want to get as many to the finish line as possible. Then you can get the proof. Once you have the proof, you put that on social media. And then the clients just keep coming, one after another, one after another, one after another. And when you get a portfolio as big as me, of over 200 people, 300, 400, I don't even know how many, it just becomes a winning formula for success that you don't need to advertise. And then when you don't need to advertise, you don't need to spend any money on marketing and you've just got a clientele base and you've got a waiting list. But again, as I said, I've worked so hard to get there. There's not enough hours in the day. If I could take on everyone, I'd love to, but literally I, I just don't have a life. And I've got a fiance. Um, a lovely fiance who's always helped me to get to the level I'm currently at now, but it's very time consuming for her um, because she sees me constantly working and I can't like always give her the time and attention she deserves. But the other thing I wanted to touch on was 2018 was a big wake up reality call for me when I competed in New York, like competing was my life guys. I've done um, four shows um, like, and it was my be one end all. Like I trained for the first four years, getting my physique to a level that it was uh, basically eligible to stand on stage and hold its own. And I did. I turned pro my first time of asking. And 2018, I got so busy after I got introduced to the New York lifestyle of um, basically a whole different stream of revenue from New York clients and then moving to New York. I didn't have time to take a piss, basically. So it was the first time in my life it was a big reality wake-up check where somebody who'd never missed, this is no joke, guys, there wasn't a day I missed a gym session. There'd be stints where I was training 48, 52 days, anywhere around that time range and what I can remember during that eight-year period without having a rest day. I'd just train constantly, 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 
because I, I loved it and I had goals. I wanted to reach them goals and nothing would get in my way. I missed all social events, family events. Every Christmas for four years, I sat at the Christmas table with a Tupperware box eating chicken and broccoli. It might have been turkey and broccoli, but I'm saying I was disciplined. And then it got to the extent 2018, I got so busy, my business had grown so big, I'd taken on more people to work for me, but I just couldn't basically keep up with my training uh, volume and live up the lifestyle I had of making sure every food was weighed. Whenever I went away on holiday, I brought another suitcase, my weighing scales, my food, everything. I was prepping. I, I never came off prep. And um, at the end of the day, that was what built me my clientele base because the reason why clients come to you in the first place is because they like your physique, they like you as a person, they love your discipline, they love your work rate, they see if you can do it, they're a believer, then they want to sign up with you. But 2018, guys, I won't lie to you, got to an extent where I never would have believed it if you told me this eight years ago, um, where Mike Fatboy Slim was missing three or four weeks straight in the gym because I was just so busy. And I know that's hard for people to believe. But when I was just basically taking on so many clients, I was in the office from basically 7 a.m. in the morning to like 8, 9 p.m. at night. And you're like, why don't you go train then, you lazy prick? Guys, I was so mentally drained because so much I give my clients and like any other coach. There's well, well-named coaches out there who still have a physique to the level like IFBB pros. But I've seen their level of check-ins. What they do is actually just one-word answers of like, hey, great week. Um, that's it. Just great week. Keep it the same. Uh, proud of you that there to me isn't coaching that is robotic that if you're paying for a service and you're just getting great stuff keep it up I think that's bs I go to um, an emotional level with my clients I relate with them because I've been there I've done it I've worn the t-shirt I know I was morbidly obese once I know how much it affects your mental health um, or even trying to build muscle I know people are doing this because they want to change their lifestyle they want to do it for other reasons and just looking good they want to actually grow as a person they want to test themselves they want to test their limits and I won't lie I don't think there's anything harder in this world at all than sticking to a structured meal plan and going to the gym at a structured time and following a structured gym plan because why our sport is the hardest in the world and I call it a sport is because temptation could fall upon our plate 24-7. Like any time you're at an event or you're out with friends and they go to McDonald's or they go to a restaurant and you've got to stick to your prep meals. That there is sheer discipline. That there is next level living. That is you like so like so determined to meet your goals. And that was how I was for that many years to get to where I was now. But then that all just fell apart. And I just put all my time and attention on work to get to a level where I just thought, right, I want to be financially stable for the rest of my life. My own personal goals took a backseat because I always put my clients first and I made a sole promise to myself, no matter what, I would always keep my level of coaching to the highest standard I could produce no matter what. Whereas other coaches, they still put their own goals in terms of bodybuilding before their clients. Don't get me wrong, they get brilliant results, but I just feel they don't get the value that they actually pay for. So that is the God's honest truth, guys. In the end of life, like no matter what, 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 what you want to achieve in life, it always breaks down to this simple rule, which I say to all my clients, if you want something bad enough, it'll be at the top of your list of priorities. For them, like, what, them, them four, five, six years when I was trying to get to that level before I started competing, well, it was four years before I started competing, nothing got in my way. I was selfish. I was basically, I had no humor because I was so miserable all the time. I was constantly dieting, but nothing would get in my way. That was the attitude I had. I want to get to the top. I want to compete. I want to have physique. Day in, day out, cardio, weight, wouldn't miss a gym session. It was my religion. Nothing would get in the way of me reaching my goal. And as I said, it hurt me massively to think 
2018, that all changed. If you paid me a million dollars, I'd say there's not a chance Mike Fatboy Slim is ever going to miss a gym session. He's never going to miss a cardio session. He's never got, not going to prep a meal. And then it just all went out the window. I realized to the point where I had to put my clients before my own personal goals. Um, obviously, there's a financial uh, benefit from this as well. But I just thought I want to excel at my business and get more people transformed around the world because it's, I love what I do. I do what I love. And then you never actually feel like you're working a day in your life. And what I used to say to myself was that I wanted to wake up every day, even though I wasn't fulfilling my real goals in life, because I want to be a bodybuilder and I want to keep growing. But I just didn't have the time and attention that takes to be training and prepping your meals constantly and giving it your all because I was doing so much traveling because people are like, oh, Mike, what do you mean you can't finally go to the gym? Number one, I was so extremely tired because how many hours I was putting in. But in 2018, I traveled to 19 countries in 29 days. Let that sink in. That's got to be a record somewhere just because I was with my business clients in America and they were flying me to different places and I had to be with them at all times. So yeah, it was a big wake up call in reality to see what do I really um, clarify as success. Is success you growing your business or is success you filling your own goal, like fulfilling your own goals in life? And if I had to really think about this, it's a tough one. It's like flip a coin. I want to be really successful at business, but also I want to make sure I'm fulfilling my own goals in life to be a high level bodybuilder, a competitive bodybuilder. But that took a massive backseat in 2018 I, because the business got so big, I couldn't juggle them anymore. And as I said, my main emphasis was to always make sure I keep my highest level of standard in terms of coaching to make sure my name was always good. And now people come up to me and say, Mike, your name in the industry is so high up there. Your results, they're crazy. It's unbelievable. And that's why I keep getting clients. And I will never, ever put my own personal goals before my clients. So, look, it's sad to realize this, but I was only just thinking it last night. I said to my fiance, because I'm just getting more and more busier as the weeks go by, I'm probably never going to compete again. Like, there's no way. I just don't have the time. Um, and it's just heartbreaking to realize that. But at the end of the day, uh, I've got to put food on the table for us. And I know what is going to be my first priority. And look, people will kill to be in my position. I'm very grateful and I've got gratitude towards it to know that anyone would like chop their left arm off to be in my position to have this many clients, helping this many people from all over the world, have their own business in America, um, to be now living in America full time. Um, like That all came through me just putting my um, content out on Instagram and being spotted by the right people and seeing actually what high level coaching I can offer and they wanted me and they were, they were willing to pay whatever it takes to get me to live there. So yeah, I don't believe it was luck. I believe I had many hours, um, sorry, many nights of sleepless nights, like not getting sleep, just working throughout the night, stuff like that. Uh, but it all paid off in the end. It all paid off in the end. But um, as I said, look, my own goals in life, they've taken a massive backseat on the burner and it's just hard to realize and accept that in life, that sometimes in life to be successful or what you classify as success, remember success is the journey you've got to make decisions in life and not everything is going to fit into play. So then you've got to really get back to what I started this whole rambling rant on about is priorities in life. You have priorities without you even knowing it subconsciously, you've got priorities in life and then somehow they might switch around. And before you even know it, you're prioritizing your business over your own self personal goals. When once upon a time you have your own self personal goals were at the top of your priority. So it's a big wake up call in reality to let you guys know that I had to look at it from a perspective of that. I worked so hard for them years, training, not missing one meal, doing cardio, to get my business to that level so people would see me. And then I became such a good coach. I was getting so many transformations that it's funny to say the thing that built me to where I am today, my physique, to get me the clients I wanted and then my results. Well, now, now my results speak for themselves. They don't come to me because of my physique. They come to me because of my results. 
now that thing in terms of me having the best physique in the world well not the best physique in the world just the highest quality I could produce myself at that point in time I've now got miles back at the end of 2018 I was 218 kilos now I'm only down to like I'm down to like 106, 107 which is a, a big reality check to see how much muscle I lost if you don't give it 100% year in year out Fantastic. Jeez, there's a lot of gold nuggets in there. I need to figure out which direction to go after that. Uh, yeah. Something I want to ask you about is, let's say when you started off um, with Instagram and making a fitness page and getting into the fitness space, it was obviously the opposite way the crowd was going because at the time there was no one doing that. And that's kind of why it paid off so well, I guess, because you're one of the Correct. If, if I'm, um, I'll, I'll let you know, Dave, so a little secret. When my story went viral, it was when Facebook was still the OG. Facebook was still the king. Instagram, 2015, 2016, it was rising, but it wasn't at the top. You'd still always rate Facebook. I think Instagram came to the top of the pecking order. 2017 was when Instagram became the, the real OG, but Facebook was still leading the way. And Facebook was a good way to, uh, what was that word again? I'm just getting revenue. Re, what's the word? Uh, to... Lead generation, to generate leads. Yeah, lead generations. Basically, you didn't have to pay for it because I had a business page that hit 19,000 followers. Now, that was all because the lad Bible, which all them like um, viral links on Facebook, they all shared my story. Yeah. Now, what happened when you shared that story and you click the link to read up about it, you see them always flag up. Um, basically, I clicked it. Like, once, once, once you click into it, they're taking pictures of my Instagram page. And the second you click that picture, it would automatically link you to the person's Instagram page. That was why the first night them stories went viral. I couldn't believe it. 11,000 followers appeared in one night, which I was like, holy crap, when is this going to stop? You cannot get that kind of organic growth nowadays. You can't. You can't do that. So that was all through Facebook. But then, I don't know what year it was, 2007, 2018, Facebook died, and they want you to pay. So if I post my business page now, like I've got, as I said, 19 followers there, and it only got gets seen by 200 or 300 people. And I'm like, what the... Beep, and I'm just like, love to swear on the podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even, uh, I don't even like fuck with Facebook anymore because I think it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Like that's not really gonna um, that the, word again. The question I'm gonna ask though is, like, what was kind of what was the reaction of the people in rural Ireland to you creating a fitness page and trying to do something different and trying to make something of yourself? When well, again, Dave, as I say, you probably know why I got to this level because I had a head start over everyone. Yeah, I started getting into the gym uh, myself 2013, 2014. Um, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't think the gym came big in Ireland 2017 or 2016. So if you look at it logically, like the gym is what? Um, gym is the fastest growing industry in the world right now. Year in, year out, there's more gyms popping up left, right and centre. But the thing was, I had the, the golden egg, if you want to call it, or the golden nugget. I had three years of gym knowledge and training, even though I was all self-taught, behind my belt, just from turning up every day, putting the hours in. And you might find, like, you, very rarely would you ever see a bodybuilder in a gym, right? Because the gyms I trained at were commercial. And if I saw a guy there, I'd just talk to him, and you just learn from them, and that was it. But, like, again, as I said, I was blessed I had a three-year, two or three-year head start on everyone in Ireland. And I think that was the same kind of correlation with England. Maybe only two years in England, because what they say is that Ireland usually follows suit with England. And I think the gym wasn't big in England. It took about two years for England to get there, and it took about three years for Ireland to get there. So just like that, just because I started posting and I knew about the gym, I had my noob gains. Um, 
I just kind of got a bit of a head start on everyone else in the industry because now it's a saturated industry. Everyone's a PT. Everyone's an online coach. And that's what it is. Another advice I give everyone, everyone says they think it's beneficial to actually uh, compete to grow your business. That's all BS now. Like competing isn't going to grow your business as an online coach or anything like that. But why, like everyone's promoting that now saying, oh, I don't think competing is going to grow your business. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. It costs an awful lot amount of money. Um, like for instance, my last show in New York where it all paid off, like that cost me like five grand. It was crazy because like the combination alone was like three grand for the week or something. So I had to have an apartment, a high-end apartment in Manhattan. But at the end of the day, like as Dave said, luck is luck. But look, I didn't know it was all going to pay off, but it just so happened Instagram fed the algorithm. Why I was in New York, so I was posting in New York, uh, it got seen by the right people. But what I was saying about me competing, because I was constantly on the up updating the stories, it was Snapchat where I was updating everyone in my preps it was building more and more following because they love seeing someone who they've never seen this before. This guy in Ireland who's into the gym before anyone knows really what a gym is. They might go once a week with the lads. This guy's turning up every day, every morning doing his fasting cardio. Then he's going home, prepping all his meals, taking all the pictures of his prep meals, uploading his Snapchat, going back to the gym. They think this guy's a nut job. They're like, who does this for 12, 16 weeks at an end like a robot? Like they just don't understand it. But then people who want to get into it, they start following. And that's it. One second. I'm just going to turn off this beeping. I'm back, people. So, yeah, what I was saying is basically, I, yeah, I use Snapchat. And what I used to do then, which was really annoying before I gave up on Snapchat, was because Snapchat was leading the way before Instagram. Now, I think, I don't know, a lot of people still use Snapchat, but I just don't fuck with it. And... Um, used to click save the story and then you're uploading your Instagram. So imagine how long it would take me. Once I'm doing like 15 videos a day, 16 videos, everyone save, move to Instagram, save, move to Instagram. And I was like, well, why couldn't they invent something? You can upload two at the same time. And then to the point I was like, this is so time consuming. I'm going to make a stubborn decision. I'm going to say Instagram is going to take off and I should put all my content there and just delete Snapchat. And that's what I've done because okay. I was just too lazy posting everything on two formats at the same time. And it was just annoying. And in that whole time, I was doing a bit of YouTube in, but the key to success where I really fucked up on guys, I don't know how to edit. So all the videos that I've produced over the last three, four years, I've had to pay for every one to be edited. So ideally, if you want to get your content out there and for the long run in terms of longevity, best advice I could give you, get on YouTube, even if it's crap, just start, film content, get up there, but learn how to edit. Because I was paying anywhere from 200 to 300 and I paid up to 900 for a video, depending on who the videographer is and the quality that they get. Obviously, people have better names in the industry. And I've never edited one. So even when I, like, what I started then, like, even though I get um, videographers to film my big gigs and just follow me around, or I pay for them to come away on holiday with me or things like that, I, when I want to do my own thing, which I haven't done now for two years, so I've got lazy, I pulled out my camera, I used to record, and then I used to send it on to the videographer just to edit. And he used to charge me, like, um, I don't know, like only like a hundred draw for that. So that was like the cheapest way. But if I ever had to hire a videographer for the day, which I did most of the time, it was anywhere between, as I said, 200, 300, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900. I've probably worked with about 12 videographers altogether over the last four years. So life lesson, guys, get good at editing. The reason why I justified it in my own head is because, you know, how busy was. I was like, I just don't have time to do that because someone told me it takes like, anywhere from three to six hours to edit a video. And I'm like, nah, I never would have grown my online coaching to the, uh, to, to the level it is now if I had uh, 
been able to edit. But then again, I probably would have had a way bigger YouTube following, which I told you guys the secret to success in this industry isn't about your Instagram following. If you've got a good YouTube following, if you can get someone to watch a video of you that is way more powerful, more effective, and they're more of a believer, a believer, and they like you than somebody just likes your Instagram posts. If the power of video compared to pictures is crazy. So the life lesson, what I didn't uh, capitalize on is get big on YouTube, guys. And trust me, after four or five years in the hustle and that, you'll have such an easy life traveling the world, living the jet setter lifestyle, not spending hours behind the laptop like me working with clients, just filming content, having fun, selling eBooks. There you go. There's a secret to success of being an online slash fitness influencer. Some great tips there. Um, a few quick fire questions then to finish this off, Mike, because I'm conscious, as you said, you're very busy, so you have a lot of work left to do, I'd imagine. Um, so what is your, are you big into podcasts? What would be your um, podcast at the moment? This is the first podcast I've ever filmed. I think I might have done two. No, I think this is the first podcast. I've filmed videos, loads of videos, but I haven't done any podcasts. So, yeah, you've got the rights of Mike Fatboy Slim telling his story on podcasts. I've been, as I said, over the years, I've been on TV shows and radio stations, but the word podcast, no, it has never crossed my uh, path. And you're getting ready to start your own. Um. Yes, provided I find time and I'm not too lazy. Uh, indeed, I will do that. Um, It'll be the new YouTube. Yeah, do the new YouTube podcast. Because like, I don't even know how this actually works. How does it actually work? You just post a video and then people listen to it. Like what I've said, if you can get someone to listen to an hour of us chatting shit, well, then they want to sign up you and work with you because <laughs> I'm like, they must really like you because like for, for me to sit down and listen to like, I've never listened to a full podcast. I've listened to like 20 minutes, but I've never listened to a full podcast in my life because like, I don't know, it's very time consuming. And plus I would, if I had it connected to my car, uh, my audio, I think that's when people listen to most of their podcasts. I reckon that'd be a great time to utilize it. But trust me, I've tried it doing cardio and it just bores me or I can't get into it. I need like music to get me into the rhythm. I even try to listen to motivational videos during cardio and it just doesn't tickle my taste buds. I need a, uh, good hype tune to keep me going, doing hits, interval sprints or anything like that. That's good, it's good. At least you're self-aware enough to know the difference anyways with yourself. Um, what, what would be your one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self? 20-year-old self, one piece of advice would be be patient, right? Be patient and know 100% which everyone told me, which I told everyone, which people used to laugh at me because I was so big-headed. I had dreams to be this massive financial and fitness influencer, whatever, just be financially wealthy and actually take over the fitness industry and have loads of clients and people like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You dropped out of school. What are you going to do? You fat prick. You're not going to do F all. Um, and I just believed. I was just always a believer. And all I can say was that I was patient. And funny thing, even friends and family stopped believing in me because this big headed mentality in Ireland is always frowned upon. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm originally from England. So it was easy. It was like, it was like first nature to me. I always wanted to dream bigger. I always looked at it. If someone else can do it, why can't you? That's the God's honest truth. But I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But obviously people like, ah, fuck him. He's chatting shit. He's not going to do it. Well, look who's laughing now, motherfucker. That's the way I look at it. It's just like, I just stay consistent day in, day out. Um, there was many times I felt like giving up, of course, because it wasn't paying bills. And you're like, is this really going to take off? Are you going to stick to it? Uh, should you try something else? Um, why didn't you go to school? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? All self-doubt creeps in. But then, as I said, I landed on my feet and it went to a new level, a new heights that I never dreamt about or even, even perceived to dream about. So that was what generally happened. So yes, David, um, the best advice I'd say 
is know your dream, know, know what you want to achieve and just do everything in your power towards that goal. And all I'd done, as I said, it was just for four years, constantly didn't miss one meal, one gym session. And I just knew in the back of my mind, this is going to pay off. This is going to pay off. Somehow this is going to pay off for me. My discipline, like those that sacrifice always get rewarded. And I was like, somehow this is going to pay off. Like there was preps where I was starving. I was like in tears. I was so hungry. And I was doing so much cardio, two hours of cardio a day. And one, like my first ever prep, like for five weeks out. And I was just miserable, guys. Like it was so bad. Your libido goes, your dick don't work. You have no energy. You can't sleep. You're irritable. You're moody. My first ever prep, I remember falling out my family. I was just so like... Ugh aggressive so like I didn't know who I was I didn't know what was happening to my body I was just a miserable bastard like like you need to understand when you go into prep not only do you affect yourself you affect all your friends and family around you but what I learned over the years because I've done so many like I'm not talking about shows I'm talking about any prep you do for a photo shoot because I've done about 15 photo shoots in my lifetime on top of the four stage appearances and you just end up um, adapting to it more and you know you're going to be a bit uh, irritable miserable and you have to understand yeah, you're suffering, but you decided to do this. You chose to suffer. Don't take it out on other people. They only want the best for you. Like. But then again, as I said, they only started believing in me once they'd seen I started making a revenue, a revenue from this and started growing and getting my name out there. And then all the naysayers who were the first people like, oh, he's chatting shit. They're always the first people to come to the top of the table and be like, yeah, I believed in you, bro. I knew you'd do it. You're like, yeah, yeah, bro. Thanks. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Obviously, you get your hate throughout the life. You get loads of hate throughout the lifetime. I got more hate within the first four years than I ever did. Just moved my head above the water. And the other best lesson I give myself at 20 years old, 21 years old, I used to snap back, guys. I used to fight back. I used to like take it to heart. There was people taking swipes at me on Instagram. Oh, um, uh, fuck Mike's mum. Mike's mum's a whore. Dad's, his dad's a drug addict. Fucking this. Mike's a steroid head. I've seen him jacking up outside the Aquadome. They were naming places they thought I lived. I don't even live there. I've never been there. And they were just like generically naming random places, which was all bullshit. And I used to snap back and be like, oh, who the fuck are you? Where do you live? Yeah, come set to my face, you pussy. Oh, all this. What a waste of time, a waste of energy. I was drawing more negative light upon it. And what I learned in life, if you've got so much time, this goes to myself, right? If I've got time to answer back to these comments, right? How focused am I at the grind? How focused am I on my own shit of being successful if I've got time to fuck with these little fuck boys and actually inter entertain them and give them what they want and interaction? So now what I've done over the last, the second, four, the second part of my life, the other four years, it got me to the eight, I still get a bit of hate and... It was a funny story once. A bloke was like, you were a fucking pussy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool, man. Just warned him up. I was like, yeah, I love you, bro. And he was like, fucking block me, you dickhead pussy. And I was like, no, bro. I want you to keep watching me shine. You keep watching my stories every day. <laughs> kiss, kiss. And he was like, fucking block me. And you could see him getting more and more madder. He was just getting crazy. And I was like, bro, why do I block you? Because I said, I must entertain you so much that you pay enough interest to me to watch me every day. And I want to see you keep watching me progress every day while you sit on the couch with your finger up your ass. <laughs> and it killed him inside, man. And that's what I do. I entice them. I antagonate them. I'm like, bro, you want to give me the hate? Do you know what that tells me? Your life is so sad and fucked up that you've got to spend five, ten minutes of your day daily out of your life to come and write to me and tell me what a prick I am. I say, bro, do you know what? I prefer to be in my shoes than yours. That's it. And use the, use the fuel. Use it as fuel for your fire to kind of make you do more. And, and guys, you must understand as well, why I was thinking at heart, is that not, you're not everyone's cup of tea. 
Like the best thing I learned in life is the more hate you get, the more successful you are going, right? That's the God's honest truth. Like no one likes tea and coffee. Well, sorry, I like tea and coffee. I mean, not everyone likes tea and coffee. And what I just want to teach you is that you're going to get hate, but Renault, the more hate you get, I promise you, you're doing something really well in life because you're getting your name out there. And you're obviously, to be successful, you have to make a few faces upset. You have to make a few faces frown. So remember, that's all part and parcel of the journey of getting to the top. That you're not everyone's going to be your friend. Not everyone's going to be your biggest fan. There was one. There was one night I was out in Cork City, and um, obviously it was a time when it went viral. And I was out with my fiance and her friends, and we were in a, a hillbillies. And we were getting a chicken burger. I could see three lads. Never seen them in my life. Like pushing, pointing, staring, like trying to hide it. And I'm looking, but I'm absolutely blotto. I was a bit pissed and tipsy. Like I very rarely go out. And uh, they came over and one of them stuck a camera right in my face trying to get a video of me. And I mean, he was so pissed to the extent he didn't even try to hide it. He came straight up to me and it was like literally me touching my nose. And I remember grabbing it and just fucking it like across the fucking room. Like, in, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it smashed, but then it nearly all kicked off. But just some dickhead had tried to like just see me taking a video of me in a chicken burger. Like people have got nothing better to do with their life trying to rise you up. The next morning I woke up, checked my Instagram in the DM request. There was messages from two different lads, like from, well, I found out who they were later. You were a fucking disgrace injury. You're talking about health and fitness and you're eating a chicken burger, blah, 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 blah. They'd obviously come through that night around 3 or 4 a.m., but I never saw them the next morning. Didn't reply back, just left it off. So funny, right? And I checked out background, do a bit of research, which I don't do anymore, just see where they're from. They're all from Tipperary. I've never fucking been to Tipperary in my life. I don't know anyone from Tipperary. So these people have just obviously found me through social media, had a bit of hate for me. And I was like, right, fuck it, let them do them. Then, so funny, two days later, one of them came back to my DM request, obviously because he was Billy Big Bollocks with a drink on him that night. And he wrote the message and all that. He was like, oh, Mike, I'm so, so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. I think you're great. I look up to you, blah, blah, blah. But I never accepted it again. So that's too much unaccepted. Five minutes after that came through, an email came through. Hey, Mike, I'm inquiring about online coaching. Do you want to sign up? Didn't even write back. I thought, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> what an absolute gobshite. But then, as I said, look, yeah, the more hate you get, you know, the more successful you're doing in life. Not everyone's going to like you. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you just stay true to your morals. You stay true to your goals. Never let anything get you down. I'm a big believer in positive attitude and the law of attraction and just stay focused and you will get to the top if you're just consistent day in, day out. It's that simple, guys. Um, the key to success is just having your goal and doing everything in your power to get towards that goal. And the reason why you would never fuck up is if it is your priority, you really, really want it. I mean, really want it. You will manifest it towards you. Right. And what I mean by that is subconsciously everything you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you will put it in line with your goals. Like some, if you want to be like a competitor or you want to be like a great soccer player or fitness, and if you're going out smoking and drinking, that doesn't, put you towards your goals any bit nearer. So you're going to subconsciously start making decisions and go, right, if I do go out, I'm just going to drink spirits. I'm not going to smoke. Do you know what I'm saying? All these little victories add up to the bigger picture, which is going to get to that goal that bit quicker than someone else. Do you know? Like, you've got to be disciplined. And the best form of self-love is discipline. This is what is misinterpreted across the world. People are like, oh, I can't do a 12 or 16-week prep. You're like, what? That's too long. Bitch, please think about it. In terms of lifespan, to be successful, if I said to you, you can have the body of your dreams or between 12 to 16 weeks, and you're saying it's too long, in the grand scheme of things, like an entire lifespan, what's 12 to 16 weeks? I know. You know, you've got to drink a can of a man the fuck up. Like, that's what you've got to do. Because what people don't understand is that, like, 
yeah, like if you want to achieve anything in life worth having, you've got to do what other people aren't doing and you've got to sacrifice. Same as business. Like you've got to leave your comfort zone to be successful at anything. It ain't going to come to you on a plate. You've got to be doing them. Th like I love it in life when I feel like I'm about to fail or I feel like giving up because I know that's the brink of failure is the point of success. That's me teaching my body, going to new heights and adapting to that scenario. It's the same way you grow muscle in the gym. You cause an adaption. So when I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep my eyes awake. I'm like punishing my body. I've still got like 20 more check-ins to do. I will fight through it. I will drink caffeine, obviously, but I will fight through it. I will get it done. And I'm like, do you know what? Tomorrow's another day. Come at me, bro. I never wake up with attitude of going, why me? Why me? I'm all like, bro, show me what you got. Come at me. Bring it at me. You try and challenge me and I will fucking own you. And that is the mindset. That is the winner's mindset. You will never let anything get you down and you'll succeed whatever is thrown your way. Never give up, guys. I promise you, everyone will make it. But just stay determined, stay focused. And I promise you, it will happen. That's a fucking great attitude. Mike, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and for all of the knowledge you shared with us today. Tell everyone where they can find you on social medias, Instagram, if you still want to do Social media, Instagram, it's Mike underscore Fatboy Slim. So M-I-K-E underscore Fatboy Slim. F-A-T-B-O-Y, sorry, I'll say that again. Mike, M-I-K-E underscore Fatboy Slim. F-A-T-B-O-Y-S-L-I-M. So you can find me on that name on Facebook and you can find me that name on Instagram. That's all you need to know. So you type in Mike Fatboy Slim anywhere, even on Google, it will come up with me. Just Mike Fatboy Slim or Michael Fatboy Slim. Perfect. Thanks so much again, Mike. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure as always. Yeah, See you David. soon. Bye-bye.